Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I am Pastor Jack King. I'm your host, and I'm always excited to be with you on a Sunday morning here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're on Sunday mornings from 7 to 8. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We just talk about the church and all the wonderful things that the Lord is about. This is show number 957 today. Been doing this for a while. And of course, uh, God has blessed it. And we've just had an awful good time over these years. A few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine. But we do always speak well of one another. And that served us very, very well over these years. I have a guest in the studio today that I think you're going to enjoy. His name is Nathan Hagen, Pastor Nathan Hagen, and he is the Regional Executive Director for the Open Bible Churches of the Southeast Region. Brother Hagen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Pastor Jack. I'm happy to be here. It's good to have you here. Now, you've been on the job now for, what, about seven or eight months? Yeah, yeah. It's been an exciting seven or eight months and uh, lots of adjustment. I, my family moved from the Northwest area in Washington State. And so we, we picked one corner of the country and came to the opposite one. Now, had you been to Florida before? We have actually. My wife and I, when we got married, we did our honeymoon down here in the state. We went to Disney World and okay. to Vero Beach. And uh, so, and we've traveled down here recreationally a few times over the years since then. So, we were familiar with the state for all the vacation spots and fun, but never had lived down here before. But now you've come up north to find out where the real Florida is. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, so this is this is my first time to the Tallahassee area, and I love the city. I think in part because it reminds me a little bit of the Northwest with the trees and the hills and where we live in the Tampa area. It's pretty flat, uh, obviously, and uh, it's beautiful, but just in a different way. Uh-huh. And so the brief time that we've been here in Tallahassee, it feels really familiar to me. And I love college towns, uh-huh. college students. Have always been a passion of mine. This is definitely a college town. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've I've learned to be really careful about what I say in college towns because people are passionate about their their teams and their universities. Right, right. And I took him by this afternoon so he could see the state capitol because I told him if you're going to be a Florida resident, you've got to at least see the capitol. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was. I I mentioned uh, that I grew up in Illinois in the. Um, state capital there in Springfield, so I uh, am familiar with with life in a in a capital city, and certainly ours here in in Florida and Tallahassee is is a beautiful capital building. Now, tomorrow you've got to take your wife and the children by, let them see it, so, yeah. they, so they can get that same experience. Their state capital and in, in their state because yeah. they're now Floridians. <laughs> I do. I need to do that. You're right. And, uh, the thing is, is that Tallahassee. Uh, there's a saying that used to be written some places that Tallahassee is a, uh, the capital city with a southern accent, and and it does. It, it, it we're we are real south here yeah. because we're only a few miles from the Georgia border. Yeah, and, and you get you get people here that actually know how to talk the southern language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so you don't necessarily get that further on down in the state. So yeah, and and up here we get a little cold. 
and we have a little winter. Not not much, but yeah. a little. I always say, if you, if you got to do winter, this is the way to do it here. <laughs> yeah, I prefer the winters here in Florida versus the winters I've had in Washington State and in Illinois. They're much nicer here. Yes, because that cold weather, you can keep that. Grew up in Kentucky. I know what cold winters are all about. Yeah. But, uh, I've been in Florida a long time. My blood's thinned out real well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brother Hagen, you are... Taking on a new position, uh, you have been a, a pastor and youth pastor. And tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I grew up within the family of churches uh, known as Open Bible Churches in the Midwest, and then I was trained out on the West Coast at our Bible College in in Eugene, Oregon. And got my first ministry position in Spokane, Washington, where I served in a variety of roles for over 20 years, uh, initially working with college-age students, starting a ministry and discipleship program known as Master's Commission. And then as my wife and I, our our family grew, I realized I really couldn't travel as much as I, I was initially with our young adults. So, we just took on different roles in our church, um, initiating community outreach and missional engagement um, there and, and building bridges with between our church and the unchurched, and really loved that. Uh, loved finding ways that our church could connect with people outside its walls. Um, because you have to be creative. Sometimes you have to stretch a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, have always enjoyed that that challenge because that is the gospel. That's, that's the Great Commission. Sometimes we forget that because we're busy doing other things in the church. And so I loved being able to champion that and uh, um, loved helping our church do that in Spokane. So all this time, you're you're still with the same church. 22, 22 years, you said. Yes. And uh, so you were taking on different roles in the church, but there was always a, a quote senior pastor there. Mm-hmm. So you never became the senior pastor of the church. Correct. Okay. I I had become the sort of the executive pastor, okay. um, or uh, um, or associate pastor, and. And we had our church is it was is a great a great church, very team oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, not every church is like that. Sometimes they're a little more traditional, where there is a senior pastor or head pastor and staff. And um, we our church had always done a great job of developing leaders from within, um, and uh, and people had remained on that s- staff over the years for a long time, mm-hmm. unless. The Lord saw fit to send them out either to the mission field or to plant or, or or whatnot. And having that master's commission in the church probably helped you to develop a lot of these leaders. Yeah, we did. We were we were privileged to see over a hundred, um, over a hundred and fifteen students come through our program in in less than ten years. Many of them went out into full-time ministry. Some of them are pastoring in our open Bible churches. Uh, no, no, it's possible that somebody listening now may not be familiar with the term Master's Commission. Yeah. So explain that to them. So Master's Commission is basically an opportunity for high school graduates or college students to essentially give one year of their life to the Lord, kind of a like a tithe, their first year of adulthood, so to speak, where they devoted entirely to um, to service 
to the Lord, um, to the local church, and outreach, missions, and and while they're doing that, just get real quality, intentional discipleship, um, which allows them to gain some life maturity. Um, they also do uh, an ac- there was an academic component like a. Uh, theology, Bible survey, just to improve Bible mm-hmm. competency uh, as well during that year. And some students would elect to do a second year, which focused more on leadership development rather than just um, discipleship. So, so it wasn't a, a Bible college per se. It was more of a, a maybe a prep for Bible college. Yeah. Yeah, because some people, um, you know, depending upon what they felt God calling them to do, we had we had students who ultimately graduated who would go on to um, pursue anything. Um, some would pursue ministry, others would pursue business um, or or other fields of study and make a difference there. Um, so. You know, when you're graduating from high school, there's not many people that could say clearly, this is what I know God is asking me to do mm-hmm. or leading me right, to do. Right. You need sort of a, a year to maybe um, get some experiences, some quality experiences to help provide clarity for that. And so rather than jump into college and pay a lot of financial debt um, for a field or degree that you aren't really sure you want to pay all that debt to do, um, you take a year and you serve in your church, probably do a missions trip, and and you just wrestle with some of those important identity issues mm-hmm. and life issues. And the hope is after that year or two that you have enough clarity that you can either step towards a Bible college or a secular college. But either way, wherever you go, it's infused with a sense of mission and purpose based on who you know God's created you to be. Now, and has, is the church still doing the program? The, so, we it was about 10 years ago, um, we shifted towards a, an internship model so that it would be a little more intentional towards people who wanted to get practical ministry skills. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Now, the students, where did they come from? Were they just people that were in your church or in the community or? All over. Really? So some would come from our church there, and others would come from um, different churches that we would travel to, because we did a lot of youth rallies, mm-hmm. youth camps, youth conferences, um, and which was a great opportunity for us both to minister but also to recruit. We'd tell students about what we were doing, and, um, and they would hear about it and and in some now, cases, there was there was a fee for this. So, so when they come to your church, that they mm-hmm. had to pay a fee. Yeah, and it was, where would they live? So we would get host homes uh, arranged for them for the ten months. Wow! Uh, that they so people in our church would host them, and uh, and and so it was it was kind of a um, you know a sacrifice for families in our church, but many of them loved it because um, these students. Um, would would add value to their sure, their sure. homes, and they they had to be a part of those homes. Like they would need to help do chores each week, and they right. have to you know keep things clean, and and some of those things at host homes. So, so it wasn't months. a full year; it was ten months. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So for ten months, this this young person would leave their family or whatever, and they they moved to Spokane, 
and and they're going to be involved in the church mm-hmm. doing doing different aspects of ministry. Yeah, and and say living in a home, and but they they would have to have some type of a job, wouldn't it, to be able to pay the fees, or unless they just had it. Uh, no, they would. So there would be like a tuition huh? cost, and uh, it would cover their um, academic stu- um, program. Because we we would we wouldn't just make up curriculum. We we used um, different um, you know credible programs that they could study, um, and then with our trips that we would do, uh, we we would do at least one big missions trip each year, um, and other other costs and fees that that would be a part of their experience. They would pay that upfront, or they could pay monthly, um, and. You know, I'm I'm trying to remember years ago. It ranged between I don't know, maybe about four thousand dollars for the year, um, but, for but, for but everything. But how would they raise that money? Well, they would either they would pay it initially um, when they came, or or they could pay it in monthly um, you know amounts uh-huh. over the course of the year, um, and so we'd have to we'd just work with them on. How wow. they would do that? Yeah. Now, what about food? Did y'all provide the food? The host homes would. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I know we spent some time on this, and of course, and you're not in that role anymore. But I find it to be interesting. Yeah. And then anything that we can learn about to be able to apply to our churches or anything to advance the kingdom of God, I'm interested in. Yeah. But but like I say, you're not in that role now. So you were there for 22 years, and then where did you go from there? Well, I I came here. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I was there the entire time. Okay. The last ten years, um, you know, our at the time I had served a variety of roles at the church. We had um, we had made a pretty bold decision to sell the property and building that we were in and buy new property, rebuild. Uh, or build a, a brand new building and and move the church to a strategic location where it was growing. Okay, um, that was a period of time that took a couple years. Um, and it was there. There were a, any any leader that has substantial change will tell you you learn a lot along the way in that. <laughs> yeah. For those of us that are in the the faith uh, community uh, or church leadership specifically. Big moments of change. You you have to be able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and see the presence of God along the way, or you're going to struggle. You, right. you may not get to that that destination you very say, well. God, give me a glimpse here and there. Let just and just reaffirm that the direction I'm going in is the direction you would have me to go in. Yeah, and I think most people would say, God, if you'll just give me that. I'm good to go. Yeah, but we don't want this uncertainty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and part of that is because when you when you are following God, you you are always going to face challenges, trials, hardships. You're gonna your faith is going to be tested, and and you other otherwise you're just not gonna you know make it through. And right. and um, I'll. I'll I don't know if you, I've got a crazy story about that particular journey for for church leadership. We were doing a massive fundraiser, um, and by massive, more than just a church pie sale. Okay. Um, we had the property that we were building on. We we put, brought this huge um, tent to hold hold over five hundred people and to do this service, 
and and it was it was a freshly ex- excavated property so it was kind of dirty okay well the night before this event it poured rain oh my and i mean it poured and it poured and it poured and the entire property was not just muddy it was in a big puddle soup so here's this big white top yeah you know and so we we realize what's going on and we we show up at midnight and we recognize we have to have this event tomorrow we can't we can't do it any other time but this is a big mud puddle mess <laughs> oh my. so we get people together we get a backhoe out on that property and we're building trenches on the outside of the tent to draw the water away and the more we do this, the worse it gets. Oh no! So um, we finally find some some com- commercial blowers and heaters, and we put them on the inside. And we're the group of us that we're trying to make this work. It's like four in the morning. We have no <laughs> oh, idea how this is going to happen. So we just keep working at it and keep working at it. And the sun comes up uh, about six o'clock there, and. And the water begins to just subside, huh. um, like considerably subside. And uh, our service was supposed to be at 10. And I remember I, f- I fell asleep. We, we stopped about six. And uh, we got several of us, a new crew had come in. But by about eight o'clock, we noticed, okay, this is, this is looking a l- l- not near as bad as it was earlier and by 10 o'clock um the water had completely subsided it wasn't in a puddle it was it was moist but it wasn't so muddy that we couldn't get in so we put some plyboard down um we were able to have that event and it was a tremendous event we raised uh, a substantial amount of money for the building but for a while there, we were asking ourselves, Lord, why? Why would, why would this happen? Um, but we, we really saw a great miracle that day, and we learned a lesson in faith. No matter how bad things get, when the Lord speaks and the Lord leads, you have to trust Him. You can't lean on your own understanding, and, and our faith in Him pleases Him. And uh, so, for anybody that's facing a big change right now, and you're discouraged, and you're wondering how God's going to do it, just keep believing, keep trusting, and uh, He's got a great, great track record for coming through on His promise. And, and He's got resources better than what we could come. But where did the backhoe come from? Well, so we had, we had, believe it or not, about a block and a half from this property, um, one of our church members, actually, I think he was a board member at the time. He had a son-in-law that lived a week, a block and a half away, and he he was doing work in his property earlier that week, and he had left the backhoe there. <laughs> so it was just one of those providential sure. things where you're like, where are we going to find a backhoe at midnight? <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, the Lord has all those things lined up. mysterious ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, for some reason, I had it in my mind that you had gone back to Illinois for something, but maybe I'm just hearing you talk about this where you were raised and that type of thing. So you came from Spokane here to, the, to Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, how did that come about? So my wife and I had just over the last three to four years had been feeling 
that the Lord was stirring our hearts for something. Um, and neither of us would be what you'd call um, stereotypical or traditional pastors. We've always been engaged in creative or new ideas um, and just haven't necessarily felt like we fit traditional mm-hmm. roles. Um, and uh, But we loved our church, like loved our church. It was our family and loved leading there, loved serving in our community, but had just not been able to shake this feeling that God had something um, not just new for us, but something that would require us to stretch more than we had before. Okay. And so we began to develop this spiritual or, or internal um, appetite or desire for God to do something bigger than us. Um, something that re- would require faith bigger than a, a mustard seed, mm-hmm. so to speak. And uh, we had had some overtures for opportunities, and people had inquired of different things, and we just never felt like they were right fits for us. But we were also at this point where we knew God wanted to do something new through us. And um, and and this opportunity was presented. We We were... In all our years of traveling in Open Bible, we had never actually come to this region. It was the only region in Open Bible we hadn't traveled to. So, we weren't as familiar with it, um, but we we were somewhat familiar with, with some of the pastors here because we have some quality um, leaders down here in this region, longtime leaders such as yourself, Pastor Jack, and... Um, so we just felt like we had gotten to the point where we needed to trust the Lord to choose where he wanted us to go, to really give up all control, uh, which is not, you know, always easy. <laughs> um, and so we had the conversation with our leaders there, and we we said, listen, we don't know what God wants to do in us, but we know he wants to do something. And because we don't know, we feel like we need to truly trust Him, not just be selective or pursue something that we want. We need to allow ourselves to, to really let the Lord decide. Mm-hmm. So, we decided to uh, submit an application for this role, um, not because we, we had some career plans of having a role like this, uh, or anything like that, but because we we really wanted the Lord to plant us where He wanted, and we were legitimately willing to do that. We had family in Spokane, so it was not an easy thing to do, and we felt like you know this would have to be a God thing, sure, for for a region to select somebody outside its region um, who was was young. I'm 44 years old. Um, young, young from my perspective, that's yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, it would it would have to be the Lord because every, everything that you'd look at on paper would say, I, I, sh- we shouldn't be selected for that. Um, so we felt like we need we need to trust the Lord and let Him decide, and so we did, and we submitted to the process that they had. There were several, um, you know, gateways to the process, and. And every gateway, the Lord opened the door. Um, it was not something we opened ourselves. 
um, but something that he opened every gateway. Wow. And so we received that as his direction. Now, it, that didn't make it easy because we lived there for 20, 22 years. And you can imagine you're pretty, your roots go pretty deep the longer you're in a community. Like you, you know that having sure. lived in Tallahassee for f- over 40 years, your roots are probably pretty deep yeah, here. Absolutely. And so to uproot that um, is, is a challenge. In fact, along the way, you can probably picture whenever you have a plant that you uproot and you pull it up, and you pull it up slowly and you can kind of sometimes hear the roots snap mm-hmm. and then it's just sort of dangling in air and the roots are like hungry to get back into some soil. Right. Um, you know, we felt that along our journey of the pain of <laughs> being uprooted and right. hearing the snaps and the crackles and the pops of these roots. And we loved that soil uh-huh. um, and that soil loved us. Um, but then there's this period of time where like, okay, God, put us back into some soil. Like, put us, let us put our roots down. And, um, and he's, he's done that here. And, uh, we're excited to see what fruit comes from that. And we're excited to see what he does. We know, um, that this is, this is bigger than us. Um, we're not qualified or capable to step into this role and just make things happen. Mm. Um, well, let, me, let me tell you this to the audience. Uh, uh, Brother Hagen has alluded to this. Brother Hagen is, is the regional representative or director for the, the Southeast region of the Open Bible Churches. The Open Bible Churches is an organization. Our headquarters is in Des Moines. I pastor a local church here in Tallahassee. We, uh, our, our technical name is First Church of the Open Bible, but we go by the name Freedom Road as a DBA. And so basically I work with Brother Hagen, and, but he's over a, a group of churches that we call the Southeast Region, which is actually a pretty good size re- region mm-hmm. uh, land-wise. Yeah. And uh, uh, so that's his job. Just just giving you clarity if you're listening to the broadcast and you say, well, what is the role? Mm-hmm. Well, his role is a supervisor over pastors and uh, church leaders here in the Southeast Region. His job is to is to help lead us so that our churches can grow and flourish. And, uh, and so, like I said, this is a new type of role for you, but in, a, in some ways – You've kind of been groomed for this because you've been doing this with just people through the Master's Commission yeah. and, of course, in the local church there as well. So God's just broadened <laughs> yeah, broadened the room that, that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And um, my wife and I are, are really excited because there's just great opportunities sure. down here. And um, one of the things our region believes in is, is church planting. Um, and also in developing leaders. And the, those are, are things we are very passionate about. Um, we have seven states down here in our region um, that are included in, in our, our role. Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, and there's currently states there that we don't have open Bible right. churches in. But we are believing God's going to um, give us the resources to to plant his heart in those places on our our geography that we're responsible I for. I want to give you an opportunity to get on your stump here. Let's just <laughs> pretend. And of course, now keep in mind, this show that we're doing right now is going to go on podcast. 
Yeah. So it's going to be all over the world. Mm-hmm. We're also streaming on the internet right now, all over the world. Yeah. There could be a church in uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. You're independent. You don't have a group to fellowship with. Brother Hagen, tell them, why would they want to become a part of the Open Bible Churches? Because uh, number one, we're, we're engaged in the Great Commission. I mean, that 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 is the foremost important thing for us. We're not just talking about the Great Commission. We're not just writing. We are engaged in the Great Commission, and which is making disciples and going. One of the things I, I, my story of coming to this region, of being willing to be sent and then to go, um, I'm not the only one of our pastors who responded to that. We know there are people here that God is stirring their heart to go, to be willing to be sent um, to new places and to take the gospel uh, where it hasn't been placed and and to engage in the Great Commission. So one of the things that I, I, I love stories and metaphors and one of the things our state here in Florida is known for is NASA, um, which, which I don't need to give anybody a history lesson on. But the idea of NASA is is launching astronauts into unknown places for discovery um, and and to learn what is out there. And our mission is very similar, but we're we're wanting to send spiritual or missional astronauts to places in our region that are dark, that need the gospel. Um, and so we're believing God's going to give us some courageous missional astronauts uh, that will have our backing, our support, our resources to go, mm. um, to, to go to places like Biloxi, Mississippi, or um, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, uh, or Atlanta, or um Ocala, Florida. Right. Um, we're, we're not partial to specific places other than places that need the good news of, of Jesus. So this is something kind of weird and crazy I'm doing this year because I'm trying to raise awareness for, for church planting and for the funds and the awareness that we have. So I'm, I'm going to be running in every state in our region and I'm going to go on Facebook every time I do it and encourage people that have a vision or a heart to plant churches in that state to give towards our church planning network here in the region. So tomorrow I'm actually going to be running in Mississippi. When you say running, we're talking about actual yeah. running. Yeah. So uh, technically I'm not a runner okay. by nature. I, I'm what you would call an ugly runner. <laughs> Um, because I'm, I'm, if you saw, if you saw my build, I'm not, I don't have a running build, but I enjoy running because I, I can put my worship music on. Um, and I just, I'm just able to kind of connect with the Lord. And, uh, um, and so I, it's been, it's been a therapeutic thing for me, but, but I'm going to run at least five miles in every state. And, uh, as a, as a way to, to bring awareness of the fact that we still need churches in those in those states, um, and so for example, Mississippi, we don't have an open Bible church uh, there, and we want one. 
um, we we want to be able to send um, somebody there that can that can start a work that will reach people in in, in its community. And um, so over the course of the year, I'm going to be doing a an awareness run in each state, posting on Facebook for for friends and ministry partners. Um, to be able to, there, there could possibly be in, in, in Biloxi, Mississippi, a, a group of believers who are who are meeting together now, mm-hmm. and they're not a part of a, of a group for fellowship and other things that uh, could be provided. Yeah, and then they could reach out, find out more about us, just to kind of let the audience know our, our background. Open Bible is that we're out of the same Pentecostal movements as the Church of God, uh, Assemblies of God, uh, Pentecostal Holiness, mm-hmm. Foursquare, uh, and really our, our parent group was Foursquare, mm-hmm. uh, headquarters in Des Moines, Iowa. Been around since uh, actually roots go back to 1919. Mm-hmm. So you know we've been around for a while. Yeah, and uh, uh, like I say, our churches. Every church in, in I know in the southeast region and all of them, we're all a little bit different. Yeah, uh, we have the same uh, views doctrinally. Mostly, we are a spirit filled. We but we believe in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But every church kind of has its own flavor. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so that's that's a family that you can become a part of. If you're out there and you're not involved in an organization, we're just making an opportunity for you. Yeah, we're very diverse, which which is one of our values and one of our strengths. We have all sorts of different types of ethnic diversity right. and leadership style diversity. Um, but not so diverse in our principles. Correct. <laughs> correct. We, we are God-fearing, Bible-believing. Um, we stick to the word of God yes, in our values, do. in our worldview, right. um, and, and with conviction and without apology. Right. Um, right. Th- but th- those are some of our key values. We, I'm, I'm going to say this cause, it, but it, it really is going to sound general. We, we believe in prayer Amen. and, and I say that because we view prayer, not just as a, as a discipline, a spiritual discipline, but as one of our. Um, as, as our key weapon, as our we know that nothing good happens without prayer. Amen. And uh, we also believe in the next generation. That's one of our values. We we value every generation, but we understand the importance of our responsibility. For the next generation, yes, because there's the next generation of the leaders of the church. Mm-hmm. And we we need them to understand who we are and be focused. Yeah, <laughs> according to that, we value the yeah. future. Yeah. We we appreciate what's happened in the past, um, but but that's not what we center ourselves or our style on. Um, we we are mindful of the future and we use faith as our lens, um, believing that God has. New territory for us to 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 stake a claim to, and some of that may be actual geographical territory, and some of it just may be spiritual territory. Right. But um, we're active, we're engaged, um, and uh, we're really excited about what what God's going to do. And if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Well, there's a number of ways. We you can go to our website, which is openbiblesoutheast.com. Um, you could email me, which is Nathan N A T H A N at O B C S E dot com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Nathan Hagen. 
Um, and we also have a, a Facebook page, uh, Open Bible Southeast. Okay. Um, so, so yeah. And if you'd be interested in the lo- the local church here in Tallahassee, which is the one that I pastor, uh, frcm.us. It's Freedom Road Christian Ministry.us. You can go there, find out about the local church. We're we're making some changes. We're in the uh, process of transition in our church, and we got some exciting things going on. Really exciting thing. I'm just going to add my stamp to that because I got a, a great tour today from Pastor Jack, and uh, some exciting things that that they're believing for that are bigger than them and who doesn't want to be a part of something bigger than themselves and so you have a great opportunity if you're if you're not a part of a church right now you you can hop in on um a great church um before they see the great i mean they have vision for some big things and pastor jack i just i want to say this um in many ways he embodies a lot of the great qualities and values of our region Few people have been about the next generation in in our region than Pastor Jack has. He has a legacy of investing in um, next generation leaders. So if you're young and you're listening to this and you live in the Tallahassee area, you got to come check out his church um, and be a part of what's going on because um, you're you're going to feel safe to be under his ministry leadership. And he didn't ask me to say that. He didn't pay me to say that. Um, but I felt compelled to share that because uh, because it's true. What the thing is, is that uh, I, I'm looking for young leaders to come alongside of us because mm-hmm. the different aspects of ministry that I do, not only just in the church, but I'm, I'm worldwide on the radio. If that's something you're interested in. Uh, People say, well, Pastor King, how did you learn to do radio? I said, well, I didn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm just doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I, I, can, I can help. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm involved in youth, and uh, there's much to be done there. And, of course, uh, at my age, I still love young people. Just abs- absolutely. As I say, I dig them. <laughs> and I know that's old-fashioned terminology, but I'm old-fashioned. But young people... I say this, if you love them, they'll love you back. Yeah. This is what I've learned over the years with it. So there's opportunities there. Now, let's, let's move on because I want to get into what you see in the future. Yeah. As you look in, in the, this new role that God has called you to do, mm-hmm. and, and you're, you look around and you've got this small group of churches. Mm-hmm. Some of them are larger. Most of them are smaller. Yeah, uh, you've got some exciting young leaders that have gone through a program called Insta. You may want to give it a little explanation of what that is. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, just what do you what do you see? What, what's what's God doing in the southeast region of the Upper Bible churches? So one of those things. I hope this doesn't break your your uh, commandment about talking about sports, but it it connects <laughs> with this question. Okay. So I, because I grew up in Illinois, grew up a Cubs fan. Um, Love baseball, but um, for years the Cubs had tried to hire um, big free agents to build their team. And eventually, um, when they got new GM, new owner, they decided, you know what, we we are going to grow our own talent through our farm system, mm-hmm. through our minor league players. We're going to draft quality people and develop them, and and uh, win win a title through that. And that's exactly what they did. Um, and I loved, I loved cheering that, that season, by the way. <laughs> but I think, you know, for us in this region, we have to grow our own. We, we have to develop our young talent. And 
the challenge with that is it it can take time mm-hmm. um, and sometimes a long time but I, I believe it's a better stewardship approach because because they are they are your people your sheep so mm-hmm. to speak and you want to you, so you have to do a good job of developing them but they'll they'll also be more inclined to be a part of what you're doing because they've been exposed to the right. vision and the right. mission for a long time so i know one of the the top priorities we have and one of the things i believe in for our future is um to develop our young talent um, which which means our our young people, um, and then for those that are currently pursuing God's call in their life in some tangible or meaningful way, we we have to really be mindful and intentional with them. So for us, our key model or process that we do that is through this pro- program called Instay, which is it stands for. Um, the Institute of Theology by Extension. It's a great program that was created by um, by Open Bible uh, ministers who were missionaries in Spain. Uh, created this incredible program and have shared that with our churches. It's it's a five year program and it exposes them um, to just fabulous Bible competency um, survey theology doctrine. All of that. And so students can en- enroll in that is very affordable. In fact, adults can be a part of that who are, um, you know, have a job, have a family. So it's, it's convenient for them. And um, even high schoolers can do it. And so we, we need to tap into that because we have a, a, a good crop mm-hmm. of in-state students in our region but how many of our pastors would you say now are graduates of in-state just if you just i mean that's half of them just about i mean you know i it'd be it'd be a total guess and i am not sure you but you're talking about in our region in our region uh, i I would say about half of our pastors are are graduates of in-state because we we've had bible colleges over Mm -hmm. the years yeah and but we've we've closed them all yeah, and the last one we had has actually been it, it's still there, and we still have students there, but it's been taken over by another organization. So this has become our primary uh, model to, to yeah to put people in the ministry. Yeah, the it's still attractive to people. Yeah, um, down here, and um, and our pastors still still believe in it um, as well. They should. It, it's been very fruitful for us. And, and not only pastors, but church leaders, people mm-hmm. who are who are working alongside pastors mm-hmm. who have been graduates of, of Instay. Yeah, and uh, like I say, it's it's a model. And the thing about it, it has a primary focus of, of developing Christian leaders, either as mm-hmm. pastors or even people who are associate pastors. Yep. It, it it has that focus. To where most people who go through this program, they're working their secular jobs. Some mm-hmm. of them are even going to secular schools while they're studying this as well. Yeah, I've I've actually have known a few pastors who who were were taking it at the same time that they were starting a, a church leadership position, um, just to help them, uh, you know, in, increase their. Bible competency, right, right, and uh, so it. What I, one of the things I love about it is not just the material, but it it's kind of a cohort model, which is a popular learning model right now, and in, in a lot of colleges, especially in master's degree 
level programs where you you learn in groups and there's a lots of interaction rather than the traditional model of you sit and listen to a lecture um, and so I think adult learners especially learn better when it's in the context of a group and you can you can process and interact with your peers and with um, with a uh, facilitator mm-hmm. right and but uh, so, is it true now that they can also do this online as a class. In other words, you're not necessarily by yourself, but but you're you're linked in with others, and there may be a group of three or four with a facilitator. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. there are are. I, I believe my daughter was was doing that for a while. Was she? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so, so I'm, that's why I reached. I've, I've known that I've, I've known of Instay for years, but I think it's taken on a new development because for a lot of years you had to have two or three to to form a group, and if you didn't have that many, you're church to take it then you really couldn't do it mm-hmm. but now your group could be somebody here in Tallahassee somebody else in Orlando and and you get together on the computer yeah it's kind of the global classroom yeah. so to speak yeah. I, and I I, uh, I I love that that gives students another layer of learning when they're they're processing with people in different cultural contexts right, right yeah um, I think that's rich yeah yeah this program uh, Dr. Leona Vendetti, who was Dr. Jensen at the time, yeah, uh, she, she she started in in Spain because she went there to do TEE, and they found out that TEE didn't work in Spain, so she had to write this curriculum. She wrote it in Spanish, and then later, when the uh, uh, English speaking churches were wanting to find a program, they said they didn't have a better one than hers, mm-hmm. so she had to come back to America and translate it from Spanish back to English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, I know all that because I've had her on the radio show here. Yeah. She shared all this all this with us. And, and, it's, and it's literally taken the world by storm. Yeah. I mean, it's all over the world. It, I think it's been and will be known as one of Open Bible's um, great contributions um, to, to the church and to the global church. Right. And um, again, there may be a pastor or a leader in a church listening to the show. And you say, well, I don't necessarily need to be a part of a Bible, but I'd like to be a part of that. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Because it's not just exclusive to Bible people. Yeah. And it's it's solid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's solid. Yeah. yeah. Because she was a very, well, she was a, a college professor before she went to Spain. Mm-hmm. So she has she has all the backgrounds, the doctorates and, and all that, that type of thing. I always like to give the radio opportunity or audience opportunities. And this is this is an opportunity to be involved. So, a couple things that we've just talked about. One, just put it out there to uh, independent churches. If you're a, if you're pastoring a church, you you have a group together. You're not affiliated with anybody. You'd like to be a part of an organization that you can have fellowship with. There's opportunities for training. There's opportunities for things for young people, uh, women, the whole whole thing. Mm-hmm. Then this is an opportunity for you to, to at least explore it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can go to the uh, the national uh, website, which is openbible.org.org, oh, mm-hmm. or the local Southeast region here. Mm-hmm. Give that to them again, Brother Hagen. Uh, it's openbiblesoutheast.com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and and but then again, if you're just looking for a place to find training, then the Instay, of course, Instay is a uh, actually it's, it's now Instay Bible College. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think they changed. It used to be instay.org, um, and I think it's inbc.org now. Okay. 
Well, you can find it through through the regional yeah. website. You can go yeah. to, or the national one, either one, if, if, if that's the thing you're interested in. But again, just providing opportunities. And uh, of course, uh, maybe you are a person that you're, you're just want to be a part of a group. And uh, well, Open Bible is, is, a, is a, a group of people. Pastors, uh, we have great fellowship <laughs> in our, and I, I've been a part now of the Southeast region for well over 40 years. And uh, we, I, I love our pastors. One, I, I neglected to, when you were asking me questions about why, why us, the other value is, is this idea of togetherness. Yes. Um, we value um, togetherness and we celebrate each other's wins. If you, if you want to be independent, then you probably aren't going to enjoy us because we, we value our togetherness um, and we work hard for it and, and we like to celebrate each other's wins. And so that's an important part of our identity that I value, um, that I think is, is important. And, uh, I always, I always like to do something with other people. I, I, I and maybe it's just me, my personality, but, um, even with churches, um, you know, I, I like to be a part of a larger family, mm-hmm. uh, ministry family. And I like the support that I get from just being a part of a community of ministers and pastors. I like to bounce things off people, um, get input, counsel, and also contribute that when I can to, to other members of my ministry family. So if you like to be alone or independent, you probably would not uh, want to be a part of, of who we are because we value that togetherness mm-hmm. aspect. Right. Okay. Well, the thing is, is that everybody as you look into your own ministry or how God's leading you, you've got to hear from God. You've got to, you've got to get that own direct, your own direction as such. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, just something to consider. Yeah. So now six months on the job <laughs> and uh, you're, you're getting to know your pastors. You're getting around to the churches to kind of see what's going on facilities. Yeah. And uh, as they were looking out at these uh, other, other regions of, uh, I mean, other parts of the region mm-hmm. there are all opportunities out there uh we've talked about training aspects here we've course, there's instay and, and and other things but now we have a conference coming up here uh of course we know things are kind of in flux right now yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, i'm not going to ask you to give dates or anything like that out but i'm just just let you know that is going to happen and it's available and if you'd be interested in, in coming to a conference where you just be around open Bible people. Uh, you can call Brother Hagen, talk to him about it, and uh, you, you go from there with that. Yeah, the the um, and the uh, event details are on our website. So if you go to openbiblesoutheast.com, you'll you'll see all of that. And um, the the theme of our conference is uh, called Lighting Up Caves. Mm-hmm. And just ba- and I'm curious about that myself. <laughs> well, you got to come to the conference. <laughs> I'll be there. No, the um, the uh, basically that that theme um, I picked uh, in reference to the Thai soccer rescue from a couple of summers ago. I don't know if yes, you remember I that remember story. That, yeah. And just just a brief brief synopsis of that. In order to rescue that Thai soccer team the rescue workers had to enter the cave. 
They had to take the light and the resources where those lost boys were at. They couldn't just stand at the ent- entrance of the cave and say, hey, come on out, you guys. We're here to rescue. They had to enter um, and and essentially do what Jesus did when he came to earth to seek and save the lost. And ultimately, Jesus stepped foot into our cave brought the light of his his love his truth the gospel into to this world and and rescued us um and he couldn't do it from heaven he had to be sent now, see, I've been, I've been getting these postcards from you, and I've been seeing that, and I've been curious about that, and now it makes perfect sense. Well, there, there you go. So you got, you got a little, uh, like a movie preview. Right, of I got the, the preview. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's that's available if you're a, a pastor, and and you and you don't have a part of a group to be a, a fellowship with, and you you're looking for something like that, then you could come to the conference and just hang out with us. That'll be great. To, teaching and there's always great music and just good fellowship there mm-hmm. uh, and uh, just to give you an insight it is in Sarasota right? yeah and so uh, like I said it's this show is going to air let's see 18 about the 21st or so so if you're interested you might want to jump on it because it's coming up pretty quick yeah and uh, so like I said go to the website southeast region brother Hagen, give that to us again uh, it's openbiblesoutheast.com, and I, I, I should just reiterate, not to sound like a downer, but as you mentioned, the with the, the recent virus concern, um, there may be restrictions imposed that affect that. Right, right. Um, but stay, check our website out for, for updates and details. Yeah, I saw the website from one of our other regions that he said that they're going to make an announcement on the 31st. Yeah, as to whether or not they're going to postpone their conference or whatever. Yeah, and uh, we're hoping that we don't have to do that. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> right now, as we're recording this, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's, we've never been in times quite like this before. Yeah, uh, so so as as the expression says, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we'll, yes, we'll, we'll see how all this goes. But uh, yeah, uh, we're just believing that God's going to let us go ahead and have a, have a great conference and, and things. Uh, Brother Hagen, it's been great to have you on the show and i've enjoyed our conversations here uh brother hagan uh, back when he was as master's commission director was on the show as a, yeah. as a call in and i'd even forgotten that and he reminded me it, of it it's because it was such a great show you <laughs> forgot about it entirely <laughs> well, it's been oh, it's been a long 15 time 15 years ago yeah and i've yeah. had a lot of people on the show since hopefully <laughs> my ratings are better this time <laughs> well, uh, you know i don't i have no idea what kind of ratings i get on this show but but i'll take it <laughs> yeah 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 no and i thank you pastor jack it's it's, a, it's an honor to be a part of your show. I, this is this is a, a blessing for me. Well, we're, we're going to get you back as you're passing through and give us regular updates. Yeah, as, I'd as, love that. As you're growing and progressing in the, in the opportunity God has put before you, 
we want to hear more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we always close the broadcast out with prayer. Father God, I just pray for Brother Hagen and his, and his wife and his children. Lord, as they're making this transition in their life, Father God, the Lord, you give him great vision and clarity of vision. And, and Father, we just pray, God, that he would be a, a light and inspiration to us as we as he leads us forward. Father God, I pray over our city of Tallahassee. I pray mm-hmm. for my country. Yes. Oh, Father God, we pray for your kingdom. They would grow and expand. And we pray for peace in Israel and the city of Jerusalem. And Father, these things we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Amen. Hagen, it's been great to have you on the show. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you. It's been fun. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.